Welcome to the Broski Doodles podcast. My Broski Doodles and Broski Dudettes. I appreciate you, dog. I appreciate you tuning into this motherfucking podcast. I know I've been away for a few days. I don't know how long it's been. Believe me, it hasn't been good for me either. We had no internet in the house. And you realize how defenseless and useless you become when the internet's gone. And, well, it's back. Who knows until when? So I'm going to give you a bunch of episodes coming quickly in the next few days so that you can fucking stuff them all up in your orifices and feel good. And I am sorry. I won't fail again. I've said that before. I probably will fail again. But whenever I fail, I come back. I say. <sighs> all right. So... Right to the topics. I ain't here to fucking make you lose your time. For the ones watching at home, you can see my setup is a little different today. It is. It is a little, a little different. Not that many things, but just a few things, you know. And I had to, I had to change a bit. And the reason for that is, <clears throat> I wanted to be closer to you. I wanted to feel you. I wanted to really like feel you. You know, with you know when you're going to sleep. And in the evening and you like get like a pillow so you can put in between your legs. That's why I wanted to feel you and really just feel your warmth, feel your heartbeat, you know, just. And I feel this setup, you know, brings that not only that, but I also wanted to be closer to my computer because lately there's a lot of this shit that I've been wanting to review with you, things that I find in the interwebs and in the setup in the past, where I used to be around here, I didn't have an option of really navigating through my device to be able to show you. And today we're doing a little different. We're recording also from other sections of the computer so that it can record the things that I'm seeing too. And I'm going to edit this shit together. All gangster as fuck. You go, you go and see it. Now, for the ones that are listening on the podcast version on Spotify, believe me, I love you. And you're still going to enjoy it. But fuck, if you want to get the little extra visual aid, we're going to have some things shown on the screen that, you know, might get you tingling and shit inside. So without further ado, and don't know what that phrase means that, but <sighs> let's start with the first thing that caught my eye in this last few days. So this is crazy, man. So there's this news articles that I that I read. Well, news article. It's more like just an article. I mean, I guess it's news, but I think that's a hard word to say news article. Today, things are just like opinion pieces. But, you know, it was an interesting piece. And it's on this website called Acid Math. And a pretty cool guy runs it and has all these crazy um, things that he puts on it for people that are are into interstellar psychedelic trips. But anyway, so as you can see here, for the ones seeing and for the ones not, hear me out. Suicide pods now legal in Switzerland, providing users with a painless death. Boom. We made it. We made it. <laughs> this is the pinnacle of fucking civilization. We got to the point where now, dog, we got the automatic, <laughs> automatic death. Of course, nobody likes that. You know, the typical ones are a bit more horrible, right? If you think about typical suicide um, operations, right? You can hang yourself. You can shoot your, you know, yourself with that. 
and these things not really nice not for you not for the people that have to discover you with the suicide pods i think this makes it like not only cleaner of course but um it makes it more humane you know i'm not really sure how i feel about a suicide pod and just suicide in general you can also call it these days um they have a a word for it that well this is like legal in many in, in many places now but in the u.s dr kevorkian was the one who started the movement to make this legal i think that's how they would say it like in brazil I think I said it there a little with a Brazilian. Eutonesia. Here Brazil, we have eutonesia. And I don't think in Brazil they have eutonesia. They have murder, crime, but uh, eutonesia? No. So eutonesia, <laughs> I'm not sure how you fucking pronounce that word. Eutonesia. I'm going to say it very foreign, just because it sounds even more scary. Eutonesia. But it really means suicide. But it really means euthanasia. And when we talk about euthanasia, you know, it's not something that everybody sees with the same eye. Religious people see it like as a very bad sin, you know. If I'm not mistaken, in the literature for Christianism, I don't, I don't know, Christianity, they have it written there that if you do some euthanasia shit, you're going to go to the little hells, you know. Hell's rooms down there. Nobody want to be there. So, you know, this suicide pods for, you know, I know I know that it looks really nice. I mean, it looks like a fucking halo. <laughs> this looks like where the Master Chief will be coming out. If, if you, you know, for the people that play Halo, right? For the people out there that, that are into the gaming sun. You would understand what I'm trying to say. This is where Master Chief will be coming out. He'll get a gun and he'll go, you know, kill the aliens. The flood. I don't want to get you to, you know, I know you might not be into this world. You might be like, yo, Kiko, shut the fuck up with your little gaming shit, you nerdy motherfucker. Well, you should get on it. G G Halo Infinite is out right now and it's free. Get on a PC or an Xbox. Okay? Fuck that next project you got to finish for work. This is, yo, we got to save Earth from the flood, son. You think this shit, you think... But, okay, back to the point. Even if you're doing this, the euthanasia, right, through this little pot here that looks gangster as fuck, I'm pretty sure you could even put some tunes, right, your little Spotify playlist right before you go. Tune, you know, like, I'll probably be putting some shit like, it's bone and biggie, biggie, it's bone and biggie, let's ride, get high, get high. So, whatever you want to, you know, put when you're going off, I think that's a nice little feature. I think that's a nice little feature. For the next pod, let's say pod 2.0, I would even put a screen you can even put like a little collage, you know, maybe of your, you know, family and the best memories you've had so you can remember them right before you go and you can maybe, oh, fuck, it's too late. I don't want to die anymore. You know, might not be a good idea to put that. You want to put things that reassure you that what you're doing is correct, you know. And, and of course, I'm, I'm putting a little funny prism here, but we do understand that the people that might need this is because they're maybe in pain. And so I totally support euthanasia. I think even though I myself, um, I'm not a practitioner of the euthanasia activity, I think people should be able to decide that. You know, it is your body, it is your choice, right? But I just, I just found it to be a little bit, a little peculiar, a little peculiar that these little parts look like this. 
you know, let, let's re read a little bit into it. Switzerland is, is giving the green light to so-called suicide capsules, 3D printed. It's important to point out. These are 3D printed pods that allow people to choose a place where they want to die an assisted death. Hashtag euthanasia. The country's medical review board announced the legalization of the Sarco suicide pods this week. Like, is it, wouldn't it be better, like, if this is read in a very, like, techie, like, um, posh girl voice? Like, the country's medical review board announced the legalization of the Sarco suicide pods this week. They can be operated by the user from the inside. Oh, my God, this new feature. Okay. Dr. Philip Nietzsche, the developer of the pods and founder of Exit International, very good name for the fucking company, a pre-eutanasia group, oh, no, a pro-eutanasia group, told Swiss Info the machine can be towed anywhere for the death. I mean, you could, you know, you could take it anywhere. And one of the most positive features of the capsules is that they can be transported to an ideally outdoor setting. You can put this shit next to a lake, son, where they have the Aurora Borealis going up in, in, you know, in the sky. If you know about the Nordic countries and the Aurora Borealis, you know what I'm talking about. You could put this pot there. And because it has this little mirror right on the front that allows you to see the sky. Imagine going out with the Aurora Borealis and you take some shoot. I'm just, I'm just saying, bro. Think about the possibilities. Think about the business model we can make here. We can make little custom-made, custom-made, you know, packages for whatever it is, you know. I want to have the Hayahuasca exit. I got you, son. <laughs> I got you. The capsule's going to need a little throw-up bucket, but I got you. You know what I mean? Nah, but this is insane. I, I, I just love this part of the article. The developer and founder of Exit International, I mean, better name impossible, told Swiss Info that the machines can be towed anywhere for the death. You know? I mean, when you, when you gotta do the death, I take you anywhere. I use, you know, it's a little casual, a little too casual for me. So take a look at these pots. I mean, like I said, this is where Master Chief will be coming out. Boom, what's up? Let me help you f save the world. Currently, assisted suicide hashtag euthanasia hashtag assisted suicidal in Switzerland means swallowing a capsule filled with a cocktail of controlled substances that puts the person in a deep coma before they die. So up to now, I mean, they do already have in Switzerland kind ways of, of exiting, right? And and again, I mean, on a serious note, I, I, I think that this should be legal everywhere and that if people are in a situation in their lives because, you know, physically they're in pain and, and they just don't want to suffer any further, you know, I think they should do this. And, and you know, in, in general, in Europe, this is a lot more advanced or in, pro, in progress in, in that mindset. I know that in the Netherlands and Belgium, when, you know, people have cancer and and, you know, they're starting to feel pain. They could get, like, this morphine uh, sort of, like, uh, scheduling thing where you might not last as long. You might die. Because, you know, with cancer, if you fight it more, you last longer. But some decide that they don't want to live longer in pain. They decide to live less. And they take these drugs to ease the pain. And they kind of go in a little nice, you know, little trip out, you know. I don't want, I don't want to think further into that because... That shit scares the fuck out of me. But, you know, eventually we all. <laughs> we will all. Okay. So. 
for now, in Switzerland, you could swallow the pills. But sarcopods, that, that's what they're called, the sarcopods. They're short for... Oh, fuck, this is dark. They're short for sarcophagus. Yo, this fucker's sick! This guy's sick, man! This guy is sick, bro! Man, the guy that... <laughs> this guy... The sarcopods, bro. Let's make the sar sarcophagus. Let's make a sarcopod, bro. What is it? It's technology and a sarcophagus together. Boom. Tarcopods. Short for sarcophagus, allow a person to control their death inside the pod by quickly reducing internal oxygen levels. The person intending to end their life is required to answer a set of pre-recorded questions. Then press a button that floods the interior with nitrogen. The oxygen level inside is quickly reduced from 21% to 1%. After death, the pot can be used as a coffin. God damn it! If you were not already sold on this thing, bro, the pot can be used as a coffin. Motherfucker, this is this is the all-in-one package, bro. <laughs> okay, bro. Imagine this. Imagine, imagine the ease of use. Okay. Imagine the ease of use. You can hire a transport company that will send the sarcopod. To the, to the residence of one of your in-laws, right? They get in the pod, you know, they go through the little thing, and then you just get the, another, you know, the same transport company to pick the sarcopod, which has now become a coffin, and fucking go bury it. I mean, this is an all-in-one package. You know, one thing that you got to give to the Nordics, Um, I mean, I don't know if Switzerland will be, will be considered Nordic, but... Northern Europe. I mean, these people are on some other levels of progress. These guys, man, they're, they're down for it, bro. Efficiency, man. Get in the pod. Let me bury the pod. We don't even need to take you out. That's it. Imagine in the future people discover these pods. You open them up. Fucking they look like Matrix and shit. All right. Uh, so <laughs> this guy says... We want to remove any kind of psychiatric review from the process and allow the individual to control the matter themselves, the, the creator said. Our aim is to develop an artificial an artif our aim is to develop an artificial intelligence screening system to establish the person's mental capacity. Naturally, there's a lot of skepticism, especially on the part of the psychiatrist. Mm, okay. So take a look at this. Medically assisted death rose by 17% in 2020, according to Health Canada. Okay, so it's a trend that's moving forward. So I can see why if you're in, in, in the market and you want to, you know, invest in something, you know, they're not, the sarcopods might be the, the thing, you know. So another thing, you know, again, quote by the creator, the benefit of the person who uses it is that they don't have to get any permission. They don't need some special doctor to try and get a needle in, and they don't need to get any difficult drugs. He said that the method of death is painless, and the person will feel a little bit disoriented and euphoric before they lose consciousness. So, it's, you know, no pain. He said there are only two capsule prototypes in existence, but a third machine is being printed now. Because again, these are fucking made in a printer. And he expects this method to become available in the Swiss public next year. All right. 
Well, that's insane. Um, but it does show you where things are moving towards, you know? And I guess, I mean, I don't know if, if I wasn't in, in, in this type of, into this type of activities, I don't know if I will choose the sarcopod, you know, maybe the pills or some shit like that. But, um, that is sarcopod. I mean, going out like in a fucking alien vessel, it's just a little weird, but you know, respect to the people. I think it's great to innovate. And if you want to make a, you know, a all fit one package where you put the thing in, roast it, and then throw it away. Hey, Amen. The world is your oyster. Pretty sure that's not how that saying goes. All right. Uh, on other topics, I wanted to touch on something that I had seen in the past be talked about and be a controversial topic. But recently I saw an article and it, it made me remind, remind me of it again. And it has to do with acting actors and and them feeling weird about portraying people in certain minority groups and then that causes an issue. So for example, let's take a look at this. So Eddie Redmayner, no, sorry, I'm, I'm Eddie Redmayne is an actor. I've seen him. He says that he regrets playing trans character in the Danish girl and says that it was a mistake. So he opened up about his 2016 portrayal of a transgender woman in the Oscar-winning movie, The Danish... The Di- Why the fuck is my accent so weird today? The Danish Girl. The Danish Girl. The critically acclaimed film, which earned Redmayne an Academy Award nomination for Best Actor, centers around Lily Elb, who is believed to be the first person to undergo gender reassignment surgery. Redmayne, a cisgender man, played Lily in the movie, and this casting choice remains a subject of criticism to this day. Transgender activists argue that the role should instead have gone to a trans woman. And it's been half a decade since the movie's successful, successful release, and it turns out that in time, Redmayne, the actor, has come to agree with the critics that, in hindsight, it was wrong for him to take the role. Man, this shit is so weird to me. And and I hate it when actors succumb to this type of criticism. Like, why don't you just hold up and man the fuck up and tell them, hey, buddy, buddy, I don't know if you, I don't know if you knew this, but you know acting? You know the acting? Yeah. It's fake! <laughs> That's why it's called acting. It's not real, bitch! I'm not some fucking transgender person or I'm not Napoleon Bonaparte. You know why? Because Napoleon's dead! When you see a movie about Winston Churchill, do you think that's Winston Churchill right there in the movie? In the flesh? <laughs> like, and you know what's the worst is that as humans, it seems that we're becoming dumber and dumber. We let this type of criticism become a thing. Like, oh yes, we there's critics, critics like and nobody's checking these people, like asking them, hey, wait, 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 wait. So so you're saying that. That okay, so you're criticizing that he played a trans woman and instead, why didn't we offer the role to a trans woman? 
I mean, if that's the rule, if, if, if you're telling me that's the rule, then c cancel all movies. No movies can be made. And how stupid is the idea that a role has to be played by someone that is like that? I mean, it's, it's just crazy. It's, it's insane. You know, like, I understand, for example, if you're portraying a history piece, right? You're doing uh, a movie that's based on true events. And you want to get the ethnicities of the characters correct so that you can portray the truest depiction of the of, of the story, right? So, you know, let's say... I recently saw this movie, Bohemian Rhapsody, right? This, the, the history of Queen and, and Freddie Mercury. Great movie. And they have this guy that plays him, right? Uh, and I can't remember the, the, the name of the actor yet. But the actor also has this exotic ethnicity, just like Freddie Mercury had. Freddie Mercury is from Zanzibar. So somewhere like he has Middle Eastern, you know, sort of ethnicity type. Sorry, I'm fucking very bad with these uh, wordings. And then the guy that played him, I can understand you want to cast a person that has similar characteristics so that you can really portray an honest depiction of what you're trying to, to, to convey. So yeah, that's, that's totally fine. If, if, you, if you're making a movie about Bruce Lee, you want to make sure that you cast somebody that looks like him, that has the characteristics. Now, you don't want to cast an Italian person that doesn't look at all like him, right? So I, I can understand that. That all, that all makes sense. But that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is things that have nothing to do with your look. They also complain about somebody playing like, if, like a gay person. Oh, why didn't we just get a gay person? Well, because acting, that's what it's about. You're pretending to be someone you're not. If you see a movie and there's a villain that likes to kill kids, are you going to tell me that we also need to get a murderer that kills children so he can be in the movie? Because otherwise, we're not really giving the opportunities to the right people. How stupid is that? On the other hand, you might have gay actors that get roles for a straight character. And that's totally fine. I, I can think of this. Uh, there's a recent movie that I was watching, 8-Bit. It's on HBO, I think. And it's with this guy, Neil Patrick Jr. I think that's his name. The guy from How I Met Your Mother. I think he he's there too. But it's, you know, this handsome, blonde actor. And he's gay. He's married to a, another guy. But he plays a lot of, like, straight roles. So... Are we supposed to be like, oh, I mean, of course, nobody's going to be like, straight men are not getting enough roles, so give it, why is he taking them away? But it's the same concept. If you're going to get mad about a straight person paying, playing a trans or a gay person, you should get mad at a gay person that's an actor playing a straight character. But in any case, it doesn't make sense. It is, it's totally stupid. What are we talking about? Acting is an art form. And what you're looking for are the people that do it the best, just like with music. When you're listening to music, you don't care if the person is trans or gay or black or Latino. You care about how it affects you and how the music 
touches the fucking depths of your heart. And that's what art is. What we want, what we care about is the end result of that art. It doesn't matter who did it. I mean, it, it, it matters for, you know, for, for, for a matter of record, but it doesn't, for me, it, it, I, don't, I don't look at where you're from or what is your minority group. No, I look at what, is the, what did you make me feel with your, with your art, with your expression. That's what we care about. That's what people care about. And whenever I see this type of news, I'm just like, yo, why the fuck are we stuck on some stupid ass, like, like, dumb shit, you know? And I'm not mad, I'm just, you know, I get emotional, and I get emotional. One of the movies that comes to mind, I recently saw, uh, is it called Dallas, Dallas, Dallas Dollar Bike Club? Yeah, the one about AIDS and the HIV, and with Matthew McConaughey, and he's a straight man that gets it. It's an amazing movie. And there's an actor there who's um, Jared Leto, who plays either either gay or, like, trans person. Not sure if they're trans because, you know, there's different categories, so I don't want to get it wrong, but he plays somebody that's definitely on the spectrum, right, of LGBT. And he plays it amazingly. I mean, this guy kills it, in my opinion, of course. This is my opinion, and art, you know, is, is people's opinions of, of that art. But he played it amazingly. And I don't think that you're going to get a better performance of that by someone that is gay or trans necessarily. It could be the case that you have someone that is gay and they make a portrayal of a gay person. And that happens a lot. There's movies where somebody's gay and they, they play a gay person. And that's fine. And I understand how you could say, because I am gay and I'm playing this role as, that is a gay person, I, I know a lot of the things that, I, that, I'm, that I'm supposed to know as a gay person that can help me in the acting. I totally get that. But that does, that's not the end-all, be-all rule. You know? That's why acting is such a fucking amazing art form. It's because you're able to portray someone that you're not. And that's, where, that's when it becomes amazing when someone can someone can go so far from who they are and portray a character that they are not but they can make you feel they are that when you see Leonardo DiCaprio on for example Django right he's a horrible character in Django right he's a bad person he's a mean person that buys slaves and talks in a very mean way but you're gonna tell me that you don't see art when you see that movie and that motherfucker conveys it so realistically that you really believe that motherfucker is who he's saying he is. That's art. That's filmmaking. That's the movie theaters, motherfuckers. So stop with that dumb shit. I know the broski doodles and the broski dudettes don't, you know, ain't about that dumb shit. So I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about the rest of the world. Shut the fuck up with this shit. That's what acting is. And I, and I think about this the same with, like, music. When people say, oh, she's using or he's making music of another culture and that's cultural appropriation. Man, everything's cultural appropriation. We all get inspired from everything and unconsciously get inspired and our creations are always affected and inspired by millions of millions of things that we've seen from millions of cultures. So, yeah, that's, that's life. That's art. What do you think, that we are all like these magical beings 
when you create that you create something and it comes out of nowhere yeah it feels like it comes out of nowhere but but it's a collection of all the memories and all the experiences you've had and all the things that you like and all the sounds that you have learned to love all that mixed together creates a fucking boom spark of inspiration that allows you to create but it all comes from somewhere so when we talk about oh he's doing uh this asian music that he shouldn't because he's not man that's that's uh, that's amazing to me that's that's fucking beautiful there's this japanese band that plays like venezuelan salsa music and there's another one that plays venezuelan country music which you don't you, you don't even if you search for venezuela janeiro music you'll be your mind will blow away this is if you're in america and you've never heard this type of music you you will be blown away how different this music is and there's a, and there's asian groups right in japan south korea that play those those sounds and it would be insane for me to believe that when i listen to those guys play the music from my country for me to feel any negative feeling towards it if anything all i'm feeling is positive shit like damn man that is sick and it's actually a humbling and honoring experience that somebody loves your culture so much and or, a, or an aspect of it that they want to recreate it so that's life man and that's love keep it real keep it gucci it's your boy Kiko Cervantes and the Broski Doodles. Again, thank you for tuning in. I love you. And you're going to get another episode real soon. Peace.